Hey guys, what's going on? My name is Chris Saquez and this is your best life to find. So are you getting things done? That's the question. And I'm not just talking about getting things done. I'm talking about are you getting things done that add energy and value to your life? Are you moving forward in a direction? See, a lot of us, we set our benchmark as the American dream. And I keep mentioning the American dream and I know it pisses people off because the whole idea of owning the house, the car, and the kids, that is so ingrained in our thinking. That is that is the foundation of most people's value system. Let's face it, when someone starts telling you, you're crazy for owning a house, you're saying, well, why would I be crazy? Of course, then you have all this history from which you can draw from, right? You have all this history from which you can say, well, no, they, they did it and they did it and they did it. But the number of people who are engaged in any given activity doesn't necessarily validate its worth. Okay, There are millions and millions and millions of people who are swimming in credit card debt right now. And yet, there's no one who's going to say, oh yeah, credit card debt, yeah, that's what I love. See, I think the problem we have is we have this image in our head about what our life should look like. And, and the image is fine. But it's all the things that come with it that we just simply refuse to accept as being a bad side or a downside of what we're doing. Let's face it, credit card debt isn't isn't exactly something you look forward to. And that stack of bills that stack up for three weeks and then you finally decide to pay them, that isn't any fun. And there are a lot of things about owning a house or owning any of the things we own, even owning an RV, uh, that, it, that really aren't that enjoyable. But what the most part, for the most part, what is really what what is really the the worst part about the whole thing is that once you expend those resources, the time and money, you you don't have any real choices anymore. So, where do you get the energy to move forward, to move beyond that, to actually improve your life? Well. That's kind of the point of this podcast. In other words, if you're sitting still, and I'm not talking about sitting still from the standpoint of sitting on a chair eight hours a day. I'm talking about if your life is not moving forward. Now, granted, you you probably have the perception that it is because you get out of bed at 4.30 in the morning, you bust your butt all day, and you haul ass and, and get to work, and you work all day. You come home, take care of kids and family, do the shopping, and, and do all the things you do, and then you get to bed, and you're tired. And, and so you're probably thinking, well, I'm not sitting on my hands all day. Well, no, you're not. But there's something beyond that. And it's called personal growth. There's something beyond that. And it's where you take your life from where it is now to where it's going. And that's really what this whole conversation is about. When, I, when I'm talking about living your best life, I'm talking about there is always the opportunity to improve the experience that you have in your life. There's always the opportunity to improve access to the things you'd prefer to do. Let's just say that your thing is is surfing and you've got a family and you've got all the cars and, and the debt and the, all the obligations and, and you don't get to surf anymore or you barely get to surf. The question is why? When you think about all the things that are keeping you from surfing or from anything that you would love to do or that inspires you, why would you allow the things that you have to do get in the way of the things you do? And more than that, there's a way to fix that. It's to start by defining the goal. See, once you define a goal, you have something to work for. Now, most people, and I'm going to ask you this, but do, what goal are you working towards? What major issue are you trying to add or trying to eliminate from your life? I know I know people talk about the, uh, well, we're going to get out of debt. We're working to get out of debt. But how many people do you know are actually debt-free? 
How many people do you know are actually able to say, you know what, other than my, uh, my, um, my expenses for cell phones and for insurance, I don't owe anybody. The truth is very few people ever make it. Just like how many conversations do you have every January with people who are, well, I'm going to lose weight and I'm going to stop drinking. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And what happens? <laughs> They're not, they don't, it doesn't happen. Because the conversation isn't about a defined goal. The conversation is general. It's about, well, I'm going to. And what happens is life gets in the way of it. And the other thing is it's easy to be where you are. Now, I said a life at rest stays at rest, which is the title of this podcast. What I mean by that is you, in order for you to continue to grow as a person, and more than that, in order for you to access more of the things you want to do, you have to define goals and center your resources around them. See, have you ever seen, I mean, I've done it. I remember when Sandy and I were young, we'd get our income tax returned. Well, that was free money to us. We didn't have to put that on bills or pay anything down or do anything with it and put it in the bank. That was for, that had no defined destination. So what we'd do, we'd piss it away. And let's go buy a stereo. Let's buy this. Even though, even though my house wasn't finished, I might've been driving it. I never drove beater cars, but there were things that I could have used that money for. And yet, because it was not committed to anything when we got it, we used it for whatever we wanted. And guess what? It didn't make our life any better. How does it feel to wake up every day? Are you motivated? Is there something in your life that is pushing you forward that says, you know, I'm going to go through all the stuff I'm doing now, but there's this one thing I'm going to change. I want to work out more. And how does that happen? Well, you define your path. You define where you're going and what you need to do, and you start moving towards it. You know, they laugh at me because I've done a lot of things. I've been a mortgage broker, photographer, digital artist, a computer geek. I did website design. I was a general contractor, a concrete contractor, a karate instructor, a self-defense instructor to sheriff's department. I've been, a, I mean, construction uh, I finished drywall. I mean, I do all kinds of things. And people look at that, well, you're not committed to anything. Well, no, that's not exactly true. What I've found is that the opportunity to learn and to grow is always there. The opportunity to learn and grow is what gives us access sometimes to the things that we wouldn't otherwise have access to. So here's a little story for you. So back in, I don't know, I guess it was about 2000, I, uh, or I thought 2000, 2004, 2005, I had a general contracting company, but the cost of, in, of engineering, of design work, of having draftsmen draw my drawings was just prohibitive. It was like $1,200, $1,500. And of course, then there was the time frame. There was, a, there was a delay in getting those designs done. So what I did was I said, well, wait a minute, I can, I'll just figure out how to draw. So I got me a CAD program. And I started drawing my own blueprints. And I got found an engineer who would actually accept my blueprints. He would redline them or marking them up, telling them, asking questions and making sure they were up to code. I would make the revision, send him the revised copy, and I could have a set of blueprints flipped back around in, a, in, um, in about four days. And what was really cool was instead of $1,500, it'd be anywhere from, anywhere from $150 to $200. Well... That benefited me in my contracting. As a general contractor, that was a big win for us because we moved our projects forward a lot quicker. 
but it also benefited me in my job at the federal prison, which I had no idea it was going to. So at the federal prison, I worked in the maintenance shop and they had an, a, it was called an engineer tech. And what he did was he basically did drawings for the Bureau of Prisons and he would draw, the, the projects would come up, he would draw and design stuff. The engineers would look at him and approve the drawings. And then he would, um, he would, uh, they would be submitted and then they'd work off those plans for the projects they were doing. And then there was another job in the prison that was the vocational AutoCAD instructor. In other words, there was an instructor spot for AutoCAD. Well, I didn't know it at the time back when I was a general contractor, when I was doing that, that learning that skill would help me not only in the engineering office, but it also would parlay into a really great job as a computer drafting instructor. Not because I had the education, but because I had the skills. Was it easy? No. The CAD book is a, is about four or five inches thick, and it's a it's it's technical. Yeah, I mean, it's just about commands and doing certain things, and it's not it's not much fun to learn. But the benefits of that are that I actually landed that job, which paid substantially more than the job I was in, and was a heck of a lot better. I mean. Monday through Friday, weekends off, 7 to 3.30. I had 20 inmates in my class. I was a teacher. It was cool. I got to know guys. I, and actually, that job was the reason that I was able to actually jump into this. Because I didn't really look at my job as a CAD instructor. Most of those guys were from inner cities or their, their direction wasn't going to be in design and CAD. But the opportunity was there for me to engage them on a personal level and talk about my life. And unlike a lot of guys... Unlike a lot of guys, I didn't really, I didn't really give two shits about whether the inmates knew anything about me or not. I wasn't keeping my life a secret. I lived in Canyon City. They knew that I had a family and had three kids. They knew that I, I backpacked, hiked, I work out, do all this stuff. They knew all about that. But that's parlayed into this, and it, who would have known? Who would have known all those conversations that I was having with those guys about how to improve their life and more than that, how to improve my own life? Because I've said it before, I was angry. I mean, for the longest time, man, I was just angry as hell. And anger was my tool. It was my tool to circumvent shame and, and to overcome other feelings and emotions that I didn't want to feel. I just get mad, get mad, get become a bully. Well, in that, not only did I learn about teaching inmates and the, and the idea of the satisfaction of giving people information that helps them improve their life, but I also started looking at myself because of that analysis. I mean, you can't tell people, hey, listen, this is what you have to do if you've never done it, okay? And that's that evolution where if you're not moving forward, if you're not staying active in pursuing goals and mastering skills that you haven't already mastered, you're sitting still, even if you're busting your butt. Now, how do you do that? How do you do that when you've got car payments and house payments and you're working eight, 10 hours a day and you've got all these obligations? Well, it's a plus and minus game as far as I'm concerned. See, there's two ways to improve your life, to make your life better. The first way is to add something to your life that adds value to your life. One of the things we added to our life, and I've mentioned it before, is my wife and I started walking. We were hanging out together, doing our thing. She was taking care of kids. I was working two jobs. And when my youngest finally got into high school and was getting ready to graduate, 
I stopped all the side work and we started to connect. And there wasn't, there isn't a better way to connect than to walk with your partner. I mean, because there's no interruptions and it's just you and them and the conversation starts or maybe it doesn't. Maybe you walk in silence for a while because you just aren't connected. But eventually what happens is by engaging those activities where you can have honest conversations, you can start dreaming. And that's what we did. We started dreaming about, not about the life we're living, but about the life we could live. And that's what brought us to this point. But that's the addition to your life that actually will add value to your life. You don't have to go out and and do anything major and flip your life on its head to live your best life. But you can take small steps because it's not going to happen overnight. It took us nearly five, six years to go from the idea of living in an RV to living in one. And it took us even longer than that to get out of debt. But the reality is you... If you want to live an amazing life, you have to be moving forward. And let's just face it. So I just did a podcast here, um, I think a day or so ago. And it talks about amazing becomes the new normal, I believe is the title of it. I'm not sure if that's it or not, but take a look at it. You, But what happens is, is no matter where your life is right now, there was a point when you were really excited about the things you'd introduced to your life. There are things to be excited about. But if you've been rolling along like six months, a year, a year and a half, and nothing new has been introduced into your life or you haven't achieved or selected any new goal, you're not going to find any new renewed energy to push you towards that goal. You're not going to find any renewed energy to excite you about the opportunities you have to start looking around and going, how can I change it? How can I change it? The other side of this here thing, and I know this sounds like a college class. I'm sorry if it does, but it really is. I mean, this these are things most people don't think about. A lot of people, I mean, think about why do you live the life you live? Well, you live the life you live because you inherited it. It's the idea that you were given, take it or leave it. Your life doesn't look like anybody else's. You might be sitting on a higher rung of success as far as society goes, but you're still doing the same thing as everyone else. You're still waking up and grinding out every day. And the question is, what can you add to your life? You, we talked about adding to your life. You add that walk to your life. You add working out to your life. It's a nominal effort. And what it just requires is doing it. Setting something aside that you're doing now, even if it's you think it's important, it's probably not. It's not nearly as important as doing what you love to do. But the other thing is taking things away. I, I talk about the lawn. I know that's a big subject. I mean, it's a subject you hear a lot about because that was the turning point in my life. But I looked at my life and I said, why am I mowing a lawn? I don't enjoy it. I didn't enjoy mowing lawn as a kid. And yet here I am as an adult out there weeding and mowing lawns. It really, I mean, think about it. Does it really make any sense to mow a lawn if you don't enjoy it? I mean, we did it as kids. Our dads did it. We watched our grandparents do it. And the question is, why? I mean, the same thing is true for your house. If you want to live a better life, take something away. And in, your, in the case of the dwelling you live in, that place where you lay your head down at night and you get out of the weather and you eat and wash up, that there are a lot of structures that will accommodate those needs. And the question is, if your house, if the place you live, the place you sleep, isn't adding enough value to your life and is tapping you out on resources of money and time, Why not downsize it? Downsize it to the point that it fits your life, that it actually accents your life. But those are difficult conversations to have. People just don't have those conversations because it's scary. It's it's a hell of a lot easier to be who you are than who you want to be. 
And it's a hell of a lot easier to live the life you're living than the life you want to live. Let's face it. You can sit on autopilot and your life can drag you, drag you around for the next 20 years and you'll be fine. And you won't have to do much, not much thinking. All you do is go through the motions. I do this at 8, I do this at 9, I do this at 3, I do this at 5, I do this at 10. And a series of actions that go day in and day out for years. And in between, you squeeze in a little fishing, a little bit of fun, and then you die. Why not, why not go after it? Why not, why not start forward momentum to gain the things in your life you want to do, to access? Even if there isn't anything pressing you right now, even if you're perfectly content with what you're doing and what your life looks like, why would you sit still? Why would you accept that as being as good as it gets? Why wouldn't you learn something new or stick your nose into something you've never experienced or even better, stick your nose into something that you don't think you would like only to test the water? Because imagine that you get to your, the end of your life and you realize at the end of your life that one of the most amazing experiences you've ever had was something you thought you wouldn't like. That's what it's about. It's about growing. And if you're not growing, you're dying. What are you working towards and how will your life be better in a day, a week, a year, five years because of those choices, because of those actions? That's the truth about it. That is how I got from where I was to where I am right now. That's how my wife and I retired at 40, what did we retire? 54 years old. We are allowed to, we travel around the country. Well, COVID's kind of got us knocked out, but we travel around the country and we live debt free. And it all comes down to making sure that even if you are busy in your life, you cannot stay at rest when it comes to learning and to pursuing goals. And it requires action. And that's the most difficult part about it is taking the action consistently to do it. But you can do it. And once you accomplish that goal, once you get that first win outside your box and you're able to go spend more time at the lake or spend more time mountain biking or spend more time with your friends or whatever your thing is, whatever you love, that's the fuel. That's the fuel that gets you where you want to be. And that's where it gets cool. So anyway, hey, listen, I'm just throwing this out there. Uh, like I said, a life at rest does stay at rest. You, If you're not moving, I mean, and again, I'm not talking about moving within your life. I'm talking about moving to points beyond your life, beyond where you are right now, working towards attaining goals that you have not yet achieved or learning skills that you've not yet uh, achieved or learn because we don't know where those skills are going to take us. I mean, this, this ability, my computer skills and my, all the things I've learned, all the technical stuff I've learned have set me up for what I'm doing right now. Is this the end? No, I don't think so. I'm still struggling with my book. I work on it. I don't work on it. It's a time thing because there's so many things in my life I still enjoy doing. I mean, uh, sitting down writing a book, I know it has value, it's a goal, but kayaking or mountain biking or just exploring the, my world or spending time with family and friends, that has some real value too. So it's a balancing act. But you don't have to flip your life on, your he on its head in order for you to start living your best life. All you have to do is start taking action in a direction that adds value to your life. And that's the movement. That is the issue of not staying at rest. That's the issue of a constant desire to have forward momentum. If you're not learning new things and experiencing new things in your life, and you don't have a list of things that you have accomplished over the past five years, 
that prior to that you had never known anything about, you're probably not moving forward. You're sitting in your box and you're waking up and you're doing the same things over and over again. And if you're not careful, you're going to run out of time before you get anything done. So anyway, I could keep going like always, but I really appreciate the support. I'm trying to make it interesting. I'm trying to give you what you need, but some of this isn't interesting. In fact, socially, this is probably contrary to what most people believe. Everybody says, well, why is he attacking my life? I love my life. I'm happy. Well, of course you are because that's what you've been taught. You've been taught that your moral compass and your standards are exactly what your life looks like. And, and so there's a sense of accomplishment in that. So, so be it. Live that life. That doesn't mean you stop. That doesn't mean you stop growing. And that's what the message is here. You got to keep moving. Because if you're not moving, you're dying. So anyway, until next time, just remember, today's your day. Make it a good one.